Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Getting Close with Mike Marback podcast. Uh, I am still Mike Marback, and uh, I'm not going to keep this too long. I just want to say a, a few quick, few quick things here, a few quick plugs, if you will. Uh, that is that the future, the team that I direct, uh, one of the house teams for the Philly Improv Theater, has a show on Valentine's Day, February 14th at 10:30 p.m. Uh, pretty great team. Uh, you're guaranteed to see a fun show, so go check them out. Philly Improv Theater, 2030 Sansom, in the heart of downtown Philadelphia. Uh, I don't know if it's the heart, but it's in downtown Philly. Rittenhouse Square, to be exact. Anywho, uh, also, you can see Study Hall. The next one coming up is February February 28th uh, at 7.30 p.m. We've been on hiatus. Our last show was in November. Um, so we are looking to get back, uh, back in the classroom. Uh, there's going to be, um, science lectures, health lectures, things like that. And the team creates, uh, scenes, really, really funny things, uh, inspired by them. So, uh, check that out as well. Um, I think that might be it for shows. Uh, if you're watching Better Call Saul, I just started doing a Better Call Saul podcast, uh, so check that out. It's called Breaking Goodman, and it should be available on iTunes now. Um, if you watch Game of Thrones, check out Stark Raven Mad, the award-winning Stark Raven Mad. Um, somehow won Best Podcast in Philadelphia. I'll take it. Uh, and that's it for now. Um, we're doing new episodes of Stark Raven Mad, and Breaking Goodman will, of course, continue um, new episodes following Stark Raven Mad Game of Thrones uh, will begin August, uh, August, not August, uh, April 12th when the show picks back up, but we're doing some other things until then. So if you watch either Better Call Saul or um, Game of Thrones, check out those two podcasts, uh, also available on MikeMarback.com. That's all I got uh, for plugs. Um, this talk was with uh, Aaron Nevins and Kate Banford, who most recently hosted the uh, Philly Comedy Awards, uh, presented by Witouts.net, and uh, they put together a $5 comedy week. Uh, hugely successful last time around. They got another one coming up starting March 23rd, and it goes through March 29th at the Plays and Players Theater. Uh, Kate also has Manny Petty Show coming up uh, tomorrow, February 12th and 13th. Uh, it's supposed to be a pretty great show. They're very excited about it. I know several, I know all of them, but I talk regularly to several of them. Uh, and uh, they're all very excited about it. Um, so check it out. That's going to be at FIT also uh, at 9 p.m. on both days. The first day is opened by Gaper Delay, and the second day is opened by a friend of the podcast, uh, Brendan Kennedy, who will be in town. And uh, he's going to do some things as well. Uh, there's also a special midnight show of the 2011 Philly Comedy Award-winning Best Improv Group Hate Speech Committee, uh, which is just stacked with uh, some of the funniest people uh, in Philadelphia, uh, or at one time we're all in Philadelphia. Now they're kind of spread around. Uh, that's at midnight on Friday. Uh, so check it out. Uh, for now, that's it. Uh, enjoy as I get close with Aaron Nevins and Kate Banford. Well, you know. I don't yeah. need to explain the Yeti to you. Oh, I own Wait. a Yeti. Uh, <laughs> I'm a proud owner of a Yeti. Uh, explain it to me. It has uh, this. It has great. circle sound. It has yes, all circle, omnidirectional. <laughs> uh, it has four different audio patterns. Right. Uh, it has two circles. It has yeah. one circle. It has blob, and it has. Um, yeah, that is one of the great infinity. features. Of, that's one of the great features of Yeti is that you can just record forever, <laughs> and it will never die. <laughs> And the blob sound too is oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that, people, that's the, yeah. the saliva sound. That's right, yeah. yeah. That's you can hear the inside of it, it gets inside your mouth and just really gets gets all the. I've always juices. wanted a yeti inside my mouth. <laughs> I think yeah. I had it on the. Uh, I may have had it on the blob earlier, so right. I wanted to make sure we could. Yeah. Hear well, everybody. Yeah. Uh, well, you two just hosted the Philly Comedy Awards. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, hosted by without. Right. In this case, hosted yeah. by YouTube. We are without.net. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm .net, he's without. Yeah, that's right. A, a match made in heaven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we did it. We did that. Uh, well, can you walk me through, before we get to maybe how the show went, some uh, things about that. Uh, how did you two get involved with it? 
Um, we were asked to do it. Okay. Yeah. And right. moving, on. moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, yeah they, we got asked, and we were like, okay. Uh, and then that was a while ago. It was like in November or something. Yeah, like I think that. it was even earlier than that. Yeah. And then, uh, and we were like, sure. And then I think like we. Uh, did most of it on the morning of the show. It's <laughs> not entirely true, but it definitely is weird how long ago we got asked yeah. and then how it just happened. Uh, yeah. What was the... Why did it seem so so, so rushed, I guess? Well, it didn't seem... It just, uh, you know... Uh, for, it, you, for you yeah. guys, I'm not saying the watching. Well, Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rushed. We really rushed yeah. through it. Yeah. <laughs> I was sweating. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, uh, well, we worked on it pretty consistently. We had, like, a one writer's meeting a month, and then we, uh, we did a bunch in January. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It just, I feel like maybe we, uh, there was the, the workload, uh, maybe that w- it would require didn't, wasn't really apparent to us until the week or two before the show. Yeah. When we realized we had become in control of this entire thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so then we ended up uh, doing uh, a lot of work on it mm-hmm. <laughs> during those last days. Yeah, because we, we started shooting stuff in December, like, around just after, like, Christmas time or Jewish time. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> the one time of year you're allowed to be Jewish. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like the purge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we started shooting stuff around then, but, like, we didn't edit that video that we shot in December until, like, Two days before and finished it the day of. Yeah, is that, that kind the, of thing. Uh, how the awards played in New York? Yeah, yeah. The New York Philly yeah. one. Yeah, 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 we shot that up in New York. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just like that's how these things go. I think you spend a lot of time working on them, and yet you still do the majority of the work last minute. Right. It's weird. Yeah. These are uh, uh, the awards. The Philly Comedy Awards or Without Awards, whatever the hell it is. Uh, right. <laughs> always has. Uh, there's always people that take it real seriously. Mm-hmm. There's people that don't go because they don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it runs the the spectrum of those two opposite uh, opposites. Uh, does that put pressure on you guys or take away all the pressure? It's neither yeah. because like it was constantly said to us like yeah, you all know like. These awards don't matter. <laughs> right. Which, which, which begs the question, like, like, well, then why are we doing yeah. that? Uh, you know, we were like, oh, yeah. We, we were definitely questioning uh, a lot throughout the process. Like, uh, uh, it seems like nobody th- thinks this matters. So yeah. <laughs> might as well not be an award show. Yeah. Uh, so certainly from our side of things, we weren't even thinking about the awards. We just did a bunch of bits that had almost nothing to do with anything. Because <laughs> yeah. because we were in control of, like, just the creative content, and then yeah. we were essentially, like, producing the show, like, for reading the nominees and, like, making sure, like, everyone got there on time and all that stuff and knew yeah. what the yeah. bits they were doing, uh, and making sure we had props and all the other, like, stuff that goes into, like, making a show happen. But um, the things that we weren't in control of were, like, the <laughs> the things, like, that people complain about most. Which yeah, like the voting. The, the voting process. <laughs> the winners. The winners. Uh, the, the, the venue. Yeah, the yeah exactly. And the venue. Right, yeah. Yeah, anything, anything that anybody complained about, we're happy to say that we had nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with it. And we had no control over it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, mainly the entire time we were just figuring out, uh, you know, how to get a taxidermy dog and, like, how to, like... Uh, you Which know. is elite uh, in New York City. It's illegal to That's sell right. taxidermy dogs. We had to go local. That so, was a yeah. real taxidermy dog? Yeah. Yeah, we got real. a real rented taxidermy dog, uh, which was actually dropped during the, the acceptance of your From award. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. thankfully, I thought at the time that the person who was renting that dog to us was in attendance, but I guess she didn't. Yeah, she that. couldn't come. Yeah, yeah. right. Was, uh, was it damaged anyway? No, no, no. It was, I mean, yeah. We were very yeah. worried for a second. But That's right. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it was probably damaged. I mean, it died. <laughs> it's a dead dog. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> something was wrong with it at some point. <laughs> no further damage was was taken. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's a real dead dog. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody that won that night held a real dead dog, <laughs> <laughs> which was our way of leveling the playing field. Yeah. It's like I you... Didn't, yeah. I didn't touch the thing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But I was up with a group of people that I'm pretty sure passed it around. They and did. And led yeah. to the fall yes. of the dog. 
Uh, yeah, which will be written about in history books coming up, The Fall of the Dog. <laughs> the, fall, the Fall of the Dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was Stark Raven Mad, not this podcast, yeah. uh, which I'm glad about. I talked about in, in the, uh, I just interviewed Aubrey, right. Maddie Petty, right. uh, and I talked about that I didn't want that to win. Uh, and I yeah. really didn't expect Wait, Stark oh. to be mad to win. <laughs> I thought yeah. you were like, I didn't want Manny Petty no, 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 to yeah. win. <laughs> and then they won two awards. <laughs> I was furious. That's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't want uh, uh, Getting Close to win, because it had won twice. And last year, it was like by the skin of its teeth. Uh, yeah. I did like five episodes. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't want me to win because my name's attached to it, because the, the awards are mostly attended uh, by improvisers, right? Uh, right. And I'm the education director for the improv theater, so yeah. I, was, I didn't want that to happen. So I'm really surprised that Stark Raven Man. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, well, the the local podcast scene is, uh, you know, I mean, it's definitely uh, limited. It's limited. Yeah, exactly. There are yeah. only so many. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, it's uh, that that well that I mean, you're kind of describing a general kind of flaw in the process, which is the numbers of people in the group of people that are, like, do improv, like, outnumber all the other people that do things in uh, the community that vote for those awards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you end up, the, you're seeing a representation, basically, of what that community knows about things, mm-hmm. and so that's why it ends up looking well, the way it does. Yeah, and, and you can see that in who's nominated. Like, right. the stand-ups who are nominated are people who do stuff at Fit, and then yeah. the... What, what the storytellers like story that are nominated like, aren't storytellers. Story <laughs> yeah, uh, really yeah. Storytelling, but right. like I don't see storytelling either. Right. Very much. Yeah, but I mean, but. this is all st- this is all the stuff that I think people get mad about about the awards, yeah. uh, and I think it's all the reason why when we were asked to do it, we decided that our show was not even going to resemble an award show, <laughs> and <laughs> that we would just do we like because I think we made it like. Uh, 15 minutes into the show in our bits that we were doing without really mentioning the comedy period (laughs) or why we were even there. Uh, So uh, I think that was our main goal with that show was just to make it a weird, stupid mess. Uh, And short. Shorter. Short, yeah. (laughs) Short, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just to get into other stuff a little bit, uh, the improviser flaw is definitely there, but there's also the the bit flaw, I think. Uh, Like when the... Alex uh, Perlman getting nominated and winning yeah. uh, the Storyteller the Storyteller Award. Award. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was, because I don't know any improvisers that would have voted for him. Oh, that was just clearly like a gag, like the joke being that he was nominated last year and complained about <laughs> it because it was silly that he got nominated because yeah. he's not a storyteller, really. And then this year he got nominated again, and I think everybody just like made it a point to yeah. vote for him to win. Uh, you know, And I, I think that's just like, but, uh, he was very gracious, though. Uh, yeah. Was, uh, well, I, I, I actually appreciated him saying what he said only because he did call attention to the fact that there are storytellers in this city yeah, that, that do storytelling, and they deserve to be recognized. Right, and our Eric, yeah, our who Eric Thomas. presented, like, yeah. he brought it up on stage saying how he does a storytelling show on the stage that he presented in. Yeah. But, like, and nobody no. there knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, Hillary Ray is somebody who is was nominated and, and is a really good storyteller and really yeah, important in the storytelling community. Um, but, like, there are a ton of storytellers that mainly do storytelling uh, that, like, you know, like, us included or anybody that was voting wouldn't know about. And then you start, mm-hmm. get, you start hitting these blind spots. Yeah. And I think it is worth calling attention to them because, you know, like... That's just—it's an imperfect uh, voting system. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's not like a, a choice. Uh, like sketch people aren't choosing not to see. You know. Oh. Actively choosing not to do these things. Or, right. You know. I don't think the problem is with the voters. I think yeah. the problem is with the system. Yeah. Uh, the, so. this, it's going to be people. You, you see in the storytelling line, it's just mostly blank. Yeah. Exactly. People would just um, leave it blank. And uh, yeah. uh, you would see like. You could see specifically, (laughs) like, the people who voted for, the stand-up comedians who voted would often leave improvisers blank. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The improvisers would often leave stand-ups blank and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then there were, like, just storytellers didn't. Right. Nominate anybody. Yeah. And like Hillary, I don't think even knew the nominees. She didn't know she was up. nominated. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, so it's just like, yeah. it just, it's only put in front of a very small audience of yeah. people. 
I would say, and I, and again, like I want to make it clear that the only reason that uh, like there just happened to be more improvisers because if there were more stand-ups that voted for this thing, the same thing would happen. Yeah, You'd sure. have a really bad representation of yeah. improv in the city because yeah. people kind of stay in their lanes yeah. and then like don't see a lot of the other kinds of comedy in the city or aren't as aware of it. So it just happens that there are more improv people voting for it. So yeah. you, what you end up getting is a really improv. So we did make the conscious choice to put the improv award in the middle of the show yeah. just to see how many people would check out once that award was presented. And it, I think we learned that a lot of people did check out yeah. once that award was presented. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, it's just, uh, you know, it's, 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 I mean, yeah, it's one of these things where everybody's constantly saying, everybody knows this is bullshit, and everybody's like, yeah, I don't even care, but also everybody cares, and nobody knows it's bullshit, really, like, everybody still treats it like it's not bullshit, but it's like, it is bullshit. I've got got a few, uh, plaques. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. And I, I... I care. Right, exactly. I think, I think it's yeah. nice. Right, exactly. It's right, nice and to, yeah. Aaron and I were both nominated for yeah. awards. We had too. both lost awards by the time we came back out on stage the <laughs> yeah, first time. The first time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, well, this is this is not New York. It's not Chicago. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's pretty small. I mean, it's gotten it gets larger with you know each year. Yeah. Uh, it's also not Honey Eye Falls. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not Boise, Idaho. <laughs> but uh, what, what I'm getting at is. Is there anything you think like we can do? Let's solve this right here. Okay. okay. Uh, to cross cross pollinate. Yeah. Well, we try. I mean, honestly, if we want to segue here, we try to do that with like five dollar comedy, comedy week. Yeah. By we have like a strict rule for five. First of all, five dollar comedy week is open for like anybody to submit ideas for stuff, and we mm-hmm. try to get as many people pulled into that process as possible. But we also. Uh, we kind of make a strict rule with Five Dollar Comedy Week where your show can't just feature one thing. It can't be just improv, just stand-up, just sketch. We want you to do something new. And that ends up, like, something, like, one of the things that really bridged people last time, which we're doing again this time, is the show One Minute Monologues right. and the bit, the show. bit show. Yeah, too, they're, yeah. right. But, I mean, One Minute Monologues was great because it was Jackie Baker's show and and... Actually, Jackie Baker pitched it as a much simpler thing, and Kate and I somehow gave her the. Like, we made it the most. We made it the most difficult. complicated task <laughs> because she pitched a show where she's like, "Comedians come on and do one-minute monologues from stuff," and then we were like, "Yeah, that's great, but what if instead you have sixty different people come on <laughs> and do original monologues each?" Uh, and so then it was her job to corral 60 people. But so, like, that night we had a line of people from all different kinds of comedy down the street uh, of just waiting to go up on stage one after another and yeah. do comedy. And it, it, the show was great. And a lot of people met, peop- like, each other that had never met before. Like, a lot of people from Sketch met stand-up people from the first time that have since mm-hmm. worked together. And, and Jackie uh, wasn't as connected to the stand-up community, but we right. were, so we were able to get a lot of people from that. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, like, it just was a really, like, yeah. interesting mix of people. Mm-hmm. And right. even people, like, I've never seen before. Yeah, people, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. People we weren't aware of were in that show, and it's just like, uh, yeah, so stuff like that. But you're never going to, like, you're never going to fully bridge the... Yeah. divide because there are new people coming all in the all the time. So yeah. it's like you, yeah, now, uh, you know, you introduce Jackie Baker to Michael S. Watkins, and, which is a sketch person meeting a stand-up person, but then somebody just started sketch and somebody just started stand-up who will never meet each other. Like, yeah. it'll never, like, you, you can never do it. I think the key to these scenes being more harmonious is just uh, everybody... Uh, not getting, just not taking things personally. I think, like, yeah. the, you know, because, like, uh, you know, I don't think, I don't think there's any real animosity between these, uh, these uh, scenes and these different types of comedy. And I'm personally a fan of all of the those types of comedy. Uh, so, you know, like, just, uh, just don't, don't I'll feel, see. don't take it as an affront. If, yeah. You know, like, I feel like people feel like. Uh, stand-ups hate this and improv people do this and it's like uh, a big part of bridging the gap too is just like being mindful of like booking a diverse group of people because it's very easy for people to be like 
I love working with like these three people. Yeah. And then they always book or do stuff with yeah. those people. Yeah. But like when you're producing or running your own show or hosting your own show, like, and you have it in the back of your mind, like I want it to be a diverse group of people from different yeah. backgrounds, but from different like co- like that do different kinds of comedy. Mm-hmm. It forces you to go out and see different shows and different kinds of comedy so that you can have a wider range of knowledge of like what's out there definitely uh at this point was hit at the first uh widow awards uh by brendan kennedy uh because the the best improv group that year uh award went to hate speech committee which was all stand-ups oh right uh so uh, they and this is from Brendan. You can go back to the Getting Close archives, yeah, uh, cool. and, and, and listen to that. Actually, but, no, we're going to insert a clip. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the clip. <laughs> uh, he was saying that uh, imp- it was all stand up, so all everybody that knew those guys voted for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it actually beat out um, some legitimate yeah. improv teams. Not to, not to take away that they were not legitimate. They did mm. practice and everything, but they yeah. were they were very well rehearsed and very you know good teams right. but where are they now but they're nowhere they? to be found yeah. <laughs> whereas uh, the other ones nowhere to be found <laughs> uh, he came on stage and, and basically said uh, you know what what the hell improvisers get out of your bubble <laughs> this is why we're up here you guys are in a bubble and I think that's the like what you guys are saying is yeah. and what the point of five dollar comedy week is yeah. uh, is will help with those things yeah uh, but and just in general, when you book a show, like when I book a sideshow, uh, this Friday is the um, last one of the monthlies. Uh, that show has Tim Butterly, yeah. Mike Rainey in there, yeah. and not even doing stand-up, but doing things that, you know, right. yeah. it's not really sketch, it's more, imp- it's like a right. hybrid kind of thing. I right. think I think the sideshow, too, is a, a show that, like, that was, I did improv solely when I started doing comedy in Philadelphia, at least, mm-hmm. um, and... That was the first show that introduced me to stand-up comedians in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, and also had you do... Uh, you, you did it a few times. You yeah, did, I did my first stand-up You did thing. Like a character? Or you did characters? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sideshow's been good. Yeah, so... Yeah. It's been good to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, a show like that is nice because you can see improv on it. You can see stand-ups on it. So that's something where, like, if someone goes there to see stand-up, uh, they're going to also see improv. Yeah. They're, like, forced to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, everybody's in a bubble to some extent. And it's, like, yeah. we like, uh, you know, $5 Comedy Week, we like to, like, we like it for that purpose because it mixes groups of people up. And, and we do do that with a focus on diverse uh, diversity of people where it's, like, people from different stuff. Uh, all doing things like mm-hmm. we don't want to just book the same people and we encourage the people running the individual shows on five dollar comedy week to book outside their normal like group of people that they would book we don't want to see the same people on every show that's great and so you end up getting like a diverse uh mix of people like i saw i saw a bunch of people that i had never seen before Eric thomas oh Eric like, thomas was like them. yeah he was on two shows that incredible. week and he like yeah. he was really funny and he's just a guy from like the the storytelling community uh, and yeah, and and but it's because like he was booked by TJ Hurley, who's like you know like TJ booked his own show, and he booked a bunch of diverse people. There was like uh, there were like all sorts of like it was people. Becca like, Traben, yeah, it was Arik. A woman, Chris I forget Denza. her name. Wasn't it? Was it? Is uh, is DJ Flip Mode? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was DJ Skip Mode or something. Like I don't that. know. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Flip or Skip Mode. Anyway, <laughs> go to bo- either DJSkipMode.com or DJFlipMode.com, and one of them is the person that we're talking. About. <laughs> uh, Choose wisely. Yeah. Uh, let's go back a little bit, uh, and we probably touched on some of this already. But what was the 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 genesis, if I can use a somewhat pretentious word, um, of $5 Comedy Week. Was it just oh, like you two talking? Oh, uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, like, Kate and I, well, Kate. Well, though, I approached Aaron to do a motivational speaker show. Right. Uh, which he, like, essentially that, and then Aaron had actually just by chance had an idea to do a motivational speaker show right. on his own as and well. And I've also been, like, obsessed with, like, motivational speakers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that was kind of a coincidence. 
And so we started, like, fleshing out this show, like, oh, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And then we were just thinking of, like, where's a good venue to, like, that hasn't been tapped yet to, like, put yeah, on. Yeah, because we wanted to put it in a different space. Yeah. That, um, and, yeah. And so we just started, we just made a list of venues, and we were just calling around mm-hmm. uh, to find out. And we called the Shubin Theater, and it hit the voicemail, and it was like... <laughs> and, well, this is, I think, exactly how it went down. Yeah. <laughs> was, it was like... It was like... We had a very... We weren't going to spend a lot of money. Right, yeah. We were like, we... And it was like, (laughs) please keep in mind that, like, you know, we only rent by the week. And rentals are only... uh, Well, rentals are $500 per week. And then so we hung up. We were were like, like, that's crazy. Yeah, they only only rent by the week. We only need a day. And then we were like, wait a second. second. (laughs) Like $500 a week? (laughs) Like, if we put on... We were like, one show every night, we could... Yeah, we we did it for $5 a piece. Like, we did the math on that, and we were like, there's no way to lose money on that. Like, (laughs) that's too cheap. So then we just started, like, pitching ideas for... For shows that we could put on or something like yeah. that, and we were like just having a lot of fun, like thinking yeah. about all the shows that could be put on. Yeah, and then uh, we just like opened, and we were like, well, what if we just get like we just make it like a little mini festival, but like for Philly comedians, yeah. and then uh, but like when we we very quickly came up with the guideline that they can't, they have to be new like concept shows. They right. can't be just you can't just pitch a stand up showcase. You can't pitch a sketch show. Like you have to. It has to be something brand new, right? And we don't we want anything. We wanted people to be like pushing the yeah. boundaries and doing something experimental. Yeah, we wanted them to be weird shows. Yeah, and like we also didn't want anybody to bring their shows that already existed there. We wanted this to be an opportunity for people to basically make pilots for new shows. Yeah, and then they would have the option to just go off and do them on their own. Yeah, like this is like a way for you to see if this works, and then you could just do this on your own if you want to. Um, and then once we had the idea of it being a f- more like a festival, which we never really said the word festival until right. the press started like talk, calling it a festival. Yeah. Um, but we were like, uh, <laughs> uh, we should have fake workshops. Too, oh yeah, because oh because thing. we were gonna own the theater. Like we we would have the theater all day and night. Twenty four seven. So we were like, well, we just have it during the day. Why don't we just put on like fake workshops? <laughs> yeah. And then so the workshops we put on on the first one were like. Uh, Andrew Jeffrey Wright did a How to Be a Model workshop which where he like, great. which is great. All the workshops were phenomenal. So fun. Yeah. themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's but like, like but interact, a different like, kind of thing. You're yeah. just like sitting around with a group of people yeah. and like you're all in on this joke and yeah, like exactly. taking part in it. And it was just like so. It was super fun. fun. He did and that. John Lalu did a, a How to how Paint to Your Feelings. feelings. Aaron and, did fart jokes one. Yeah, I did like a fake comedy <laughs> workshop about fart jokes, and it was super yeah. fun. Uh, and like what I loved about Lalu's "Paint Your Feelings" one too, which we were talking about last night, right. is that he just he got flyers printed up and put his flyers around in like the art museum and like different places around, so real people showed up to take his <laughs> fake "How to Paint Your Feelings" <laughs> workshop, and it was just this weird, uh. surreal thing because Kate and I just took all the workshops because we were just there, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and it was like weird because it was mostly just real people that came in and were just experiencing. Were they, did they this. pay for this? It was yeah, five dollars. Everything's five dollars. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's a five dollar comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Makes yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, so the workshops are really fun, and we have some really fun workshops coming up this next time. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Baker is doing a cold yoga slash chillatis, <laughs> uh, which I think speaks for itself. Uh, I'm going to be doing a donut tasting, uh, which uh, should be should, should be really informative. I really appreciate yeah. the donut. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else do we have? Who else? Uh, is we doing? have uh, the Swamis brothers. Oh right, song. Teaching, yeah. yeah, Michael S. Watkins and Tim Ramis. They're teaching songwriting. How anybody can. Right. Matt Allcamp is doing how to unlock your superpower. Uh, and Caitlin Caitlin Feeney's doing um, a meet and greet, which is meet M E A T. Yeah. Uh, so it's just so a way to like you know socialize and meet new people and yeah. and try new types of meat. Uh, Hot tips on yeah. how to meet a guy. Yeah, right. Beef tips. <laughs> yeah. To snack on. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, had you two worked on anything together before the last five dollar? We worked on a rap, a rap song. song. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the first that time we worked it, on yeah. together. What was the rap song? It was Kate's. Uh, and I'm not asking you uh, to do it. Oh, oh it's it good because um, we failed before at trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it was. Uh, Is there audio of it somewhere? Yes. Yeah. It's on katebanford.com uh, if you want to. Yeah, maybe I'll have it play us out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Drop yeah. it in. Yeah. It's called it's called Phone Keys Wallet, and it's a rap song about losing your phone, your keys, 
or about remembering yeah, the phone not to forget keys them. and wall before right. the door. It's just a mantra yeah. for you to, yeah, yeah. a simple yeah. mantra. Uh, you know Kristen Shear, right? Yeah, she she's has got, that tattooed on herself. I remember it, yeah. sending really? you a picture of it because <laughs> uh, it happened after I we recorded the song. Yeah. We so, were first. Her tattoo <laughs> yes, was second. hacked by yeah. the time we... Um, <laughs> we had already started the track. <laughs> yeah. So that was the, the only thing you've done before you guys got the... And coffee. I was on Hang On. Yeah, um, Kate was on my show Hang On the on the panel once. Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew each other. We didn't even know each other that well, though. No. But we both knew, I think we knew that we were similar uh, in our aspirations. Right. And wanting to, like, put on shows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, there's no way that you could lose money. Uh, but Yeah, that was the th- thing that we were thinking. Was right. like, oh, it's there's no overhead. So yeah. even if, like... Very few people show up yeah. every night. Like, we would we still, still be make fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and we, then we got so many pitches that we ended up expanding it to four. Well, that's the crazy thing is yeah. that we had the idea that we'll put on one show yeah. per night. <laughs> and then it ended up being four shows per night. And we still and like, turn people down yeah. and a workshop during the day. And that's what it is this time, too. But it's like, and we do secret shows that are like unannounced. Uh, and and we, they're free if you go to the show right immediately uh, before. I remember. Yeah. Uh, Morse, David Morse. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. On the showed up. late yeah. night night. Yeah. yeah, that was a weird uh, show where we all took uh, Benadryl, <laughs> and uh, Benadryl doesn't have like fun effects on you, like falling asleep. Uh, like the idea was that we were Kate was hosting a talk show, uh, but she was going to take a bunch of Benadryl to be to get so sleepy. So that we, we all fell asleep. Right. But then there were also like Michael S. Watkins was the band leader and he did it, and I was the pillow fluffer and I did it. Uh, <laughs> And uh, we uh, we all did it, but we were like, it was just weird. It, mm-hmm. Like it it wasn't it did, it doesn't make you fall asleep. It just makes you feel like, like you're moving yeah. through pudding. Yeah, uh, yeah. So and then weird. and then we added in actor like acclaimed actor yeah, David, David Morris <laughs> who wandered into this and clearly had no idea. What the hell he was doing there? Like, but he knew he knew the premise yeah. beforehand. I couldn't believe he agreed to it. That was the crazy. And he part. agreed because you you worked. I with worked him. with him in uh, on a movie called Mechanic, um, starring David Morse and Corey Monty, <laughs> the late Corey Monty. The late Corey, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that was crazy, and that was like that's an example of one of the secret shows that we did. Yeah. One of my favorite secret shows was the one that the Andrew first did. one. Oh, oh yeah. the first one we had. Well, yeah. all, we could talk about all of them. Leon, yeah. let's talk about none of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm curious. Like, what, what, oh yeah, I, I missed all of it. Oh okay. Right, yeah. um, and when I get the dates, I want to make sure that I can see some of the of the next week. Cool. Oh yeah, well we'll, uh, give, you, you a we'll give them to you right now, March 23rd through 29th at the Plays and Players Theater. Uh, 1714 yeah. Delancey Street. That's right, Is right that in Center City. Uh, the March 23rd through 29th. So it's a Monday to Sunday. Yeah. And it's a, you said Plays and Players? The yeah. Plays and Players Because theater. the Shubin is now closed? Right? Yeah, the, yeah, the Shubin, Shubin is, closed down, I guess. We were like the last thing they did. I, yeah. We were their last straw. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are you still able to operate under the, uh, we can't possibly lose money on this? Yes, actually. Yeah. Weirdly enough, yeah. we're like, uh, yeah, it's like great. I mean, like, well, first of all, at this point, we know that the thing like generates enough money to support itself. So right. like yeah. we were able to like we have like a bit of a budget to work with this time for yeah. like pr- promotional stuff. And then um all the producers of the shows make money. Well that was the yeah, yeah. that was the great thing about the last one is yeah. that we were able to pay everybody most of the money that they like all we did was take out like our operational costs which is paying for the theater, paying for promotional like, like the banners, flyers, and flyers posters, posters. Banner, yeah. And then, like, a megaphone. We bought, yeah, like, minor cuts, like, a, a megaphone cake, yeah. and $70 worth Bal- of pizza. <laughs> Balloons. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Bottle of NyQuil. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what were a couple of the other secret shows? Oh, so the first night we did a show where it was uh, the, the wedding, wedding yeah. which was just an impromptu wedding where we pulled... Uh, two two audience members up on stage and put them in like wedding garb. The guy was wearing a tuxedo t shirt and the woman was wearing an actual wedding dress. Yeah. And uh, we just, and I was wearing a yeah. bridesmaid's dress yeah, right. and I was the wedding planner. Yeah, Aaron was wearing a priest outfit. And he I was, was the a priest. priest. I was I was Pastor John Hamburglar. <laughs> and Dan Corkery was <laughs> yeah. Dan Corkery was the uh, the DJ. Yeah, who was playing music yeah. We went through an entire wedding from start to finish. Yeah, but with but completely unannounced. So the audience had just seen a different show and they had no idea what was about to happen. <laughs> 
and then it just started, and that was actually one of my highlights of all performing it was for me. That was so weird fun. and so yeah. fun. Yeah. And then we pulled people from on stage uh, in the audience to, to give like speeches. give speeches, like <laughs> yeah. as the father, as yeah. the mother of the bride, and yeah. like we did like a father. We had a challah bread, which I yeah, yeah <laughs> which we broke bread. Which I remember I did by balancing it between their noses and then like karate chopping. Oh my god! It. Yeah, so great. it was like a bizarre. It was like a really bizarre. Uh, yeah. Mix of events. And and also, it was the first night, and it had already been successful up to that point, and then this happened, and I was like, oh my god. Like, this is incredible. I think we're doing everything I ever wanted to do. Uh, yeah. So that was amazing. And then the next night, the secret show was uh, Andrew Jeffrey Wrights, who's just an incredible... I had never known him before that. Yeah. Uh, and his, his show was so interesting and unique, and I never been involved in something that yeah. that was like that right. before. Right. Basically what happened was after we did the bit show, which is the show where we do which is already a crazy show because we do 16 shows from different people in one show. And they and ramp so, down from and they like get shorter they and go shorter. from like 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. all the way down to like a 1 minute show. Yeah, exactly. But they're all self-contained yeah. individual shows. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a crazy high energy show that has like Probably fifty people uh, running like shows over the course of it. Yeah. And like, uh, oh God, I can't imagine that in the Shubin. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, oh, we crammed so many people yeah. into the basement. Yeah, it was crazy. But it all like went off like yeah, according to plan. Maggie Keegan was like running back. Was helping us. Yeah, great. totally. That's amazing. Uh, and uh, but uh, so then that show ended, and then we like we're like, all right, there's a secret show happening, but we're gonna need to pull you outside to set up for ten minutes, and then you'll come back in. And so like we like wrangled people, had them wait outside, and that show was like sold out. So there were like a bunch of people there and like the, uh, most of them waited around yeah. and uh then when we let them back in all of the seats in the theater were taped off yeah and, and we had placed um a bunch of like folding chairs we had placed like 50 folding chairs on the stage yeah which was the new like seating area right which so all the seats, seats were uh donated by expressway Productions. yes thank you expressway <laughs> uh but uh so we had all the, t- the theater seats taped off it said reserved so everybody was just not instructed to do anything but just filed in and sat on stage because that's where he sat <laughs> and then after like 10 minutes uh, Andrew and like a bunch of great performers like Robert like X, they slowly Sally filed Burnick, in yeah they, they, they would, like, file in and, and start taking the tape off and sitting in these seats. And, like, they were there to see the show, which was the audience <laughs> on stage. It was and, called Here Comes the Show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so they would just sit there, and they were just kind of berating the people on stage to just, like, start performing. <laughs> like, they were there to see the show. And, like, Sally and Dan were press people, and yeah, they had, like, Dan a bit Petrana. of a... Yeah. yeah. And so they did had, like, banter back right. and forth. Like, yeah, everybody like, had a character. Yeah, Christian Alsis was on. <laughs> It was super funny. Rob Banowitz yeah. and um, Rose Luardo were the Shubin twins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was their theater. Uh, and it was just so like bizarre. That. And, like, it was super weird and nobody knew what was going on. And I felt like I had the best vantage point, too, because I was sitting in the tech booth alone watching this happen. So I was looking at the people on stage while seeing the silhouettes of the performers <laughs> in the audience. And it was just, like, it was one of the – I mean, there were many, like – creative uh, peaks for me on that week and I thought that was just one of the most entertaining things I had ever seen uh, on stage it was just super yeah, bizarre like yeah, yeah. Uh, how late did the were the secret shows they, uh, well they typically started around like 11.30 or yeah. midnight they would start immediately following yeah. the 10 o'clock show so usually around 11.30 um, and sometimes like 11 if it was like an hour show mm-hmm. um, yeah they would so, just start. and they were typically like Probably 45. They were shorter shows, yes. usually. Yeah, exactly. 45-minute shows. But they were just... And, we, and we're doing that again this time, where there's, like, secret shows for the first four nights. And uh, and then midnight shows on Saturday and... Wait, Friday, Friday and Saturday. Friday Saturday, yeah. The secret being exactly what it is. Yeah, well, you don't know is, what yeah. it's going to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't announce what the show is. You yeah. just know that it's happening. Yeah. Uh, and there's some really good ones this year that people should definitely stick around totally. for. Totally. Yeah. Plays and players should be good for it, too. You'll have a little more... A little more breathing room. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and uh, Quigg's Pub right next door, so yeah. alcohol will be yeah, served Yeah, we weren't allowed to have night. alcohol yeah. at the Shubin. Right, yeah. So there's a bar right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, like, the Plays and Players Theater is where I started my show Hang On. So, like, I've, I've always, like, loved that, like, little black box space there. Yeah. And uh, that's where, that's just, like, it's a really good space for it. It's a little bigger than the Shubin, because we, like, sold out most of the shows at $5 mm-hmm. Comedy Week, so... Yeah. Uh, there's going to be more room for people to squeeze in 
Uh, so it should be like a crazy week of shows. Yeah. Uh, is there anything in particular outside of some of the, the workshops uh, that uh, you're pretty excited about? Um, I'm really all excited of the shows, about yeah. Astromedy. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a good one. Astromedy uh, is a show that's being run by Dan Vetrano, Chris McGrail, and uh, Onat Nagiz, yeah. who is Dan's fiance and not even a uh, uh, performer, but he's but, a really great guy and really uh, into astrology, too. Yeah. Uh, so the show is basically like a, a collision of like uh, astrologists, palm readers, psychics, and comedians, and they're just going to like play like panel games and bring on like psychics and real psychics and palm readers to interact with comedians and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, they're going to like uh, uh, Onad is going to read uh, audience members' astrology charts and then yeah. uh, like reseat people together. Yeah, and right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like um, our um, astrological matches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got, there's going to be a lot of like crazy surprises on that show. That's that's that's, that's going to be a, a fun one. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of really awesome shows coming up. Uh, another one is The Plant. Oh, The Plant is one that was, yeah, we we kind of came up with that and are having Robert X and Pete Steele uh, develop that one, which is, uh, it's, I, I don't want to say too much about it other than that it's like... It's like the mole. It's like the, yeah, it's like the mole. If, if you want to, like, if, you in, if you're in the audience, you're coming and being a contestant on a reality <laughs> show where one person in the audience is The Plant and you have to compete in a series of challenges to determine who in the room is the audience plan. And there great. will be and there will be prize, money on the line. prize money at stake, <laughs> yeah. which will be uh, raised based on how you perform in the challenges. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of great shows coming up with yeah. a lot of uh, great people around. Uh, and a lot of them uh, uh, involve like the audience. It's like yeah. really interactive. Which yeah. Is cool. Yeah, that's always really fun. Yeah. Kind of makes things like a little bit unpredictable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's uh, March 23rd through 29th at Plays and Players. Uh, when was the the one right before this? August. It was in August. Yeah, August. August, the end of August, last week of August. Uh, are you going to wait until this one's done to see if there's going to be another one? I mean, in theory, although. Uh, yeah, I. You know what? Uh, you know what I'll say. I'll say yeah. Definitely come out to this one because that's what's going to decide if there's another one. <laughs> uh, yeah, like because I mean we would love to do it again, but I mean really is just like as long as it's successful, we'll keep doing it. You know. How would people go about submitting shows? Uh, uh, this one's already booked. This out. one's already done. Right, the schedule's yeah. already out there. In the, in the Five dollar comedy week dot com. Okay. Uh, but uh, there's uh, that. We just open it up like just uh, you know you can uh, friend. Uh, or actually, you know what? You should uh, like Five Dollar Comedy on Facebook because we'll post something on there. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Five Dollar Army. Like we we post like uh, just like updates about stuff like that in the off months. Like where we're like, you know, because we opened yeah submissions for like two or three weeks. Yeah. yeah. And we accepted submissions like this last time, and we got like so many more than the last time. Yeah. And we ended up getting randomly a bunch of submissions from like New York City. Yeah, it actually started too. to spread. Like, yeah, we got like a lot of like New York submissions, yeah. and we made the decision to keep it local. You know, yeah. so we only have one show. Uh, coming down, or it's not coming down from New York, but it's a new show put on by New York people called the Cartoon Show. But it's gonna inc- it, includes it includes Joe Bell and right. Dan Corkery, who are yeah. really performers, and they also do animation. So there's yeah. gonna be like comedy and animation. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we still try to keep it like a Philly thing, like yeah, to cool. highlight Philly comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. real good. Um, I'd like to chit chat a little bit. Uh, what was already brought up. Uh, hang on. Oh, sure. Uh, you said it started Plays and Players? Yeah. Uh, how did the show for you start? Uh, Hang On was just an idea I had, uh, and it was almost like just something to keep myself occupied for the summer of 2013, uh, where I was like, all right, like, I, I, I was like looking at it a couple months ahead of time, and I was like, this will give me something to do, uh, and then I ended up getting... Like, I, I, I came up with this idea for this show, and I, like, started planning it a couple months ahead of time, and then I ended up getting really busy, uh, and then I ended up having, like, a bunch of stuff to do. So then I thought, like, oh, well, maybe I don't even, you know, need Hang On anymore, you know? Like, and then, so, like, I did it, uh, and then, like, I was like, well, maybe just Hang On is just this thing I'll do for a little bit. And then Hang On has since, like, now we've been doing it for, like, almost two years, and it's become, like, my favorite thing that I've and ever done. And it's once done. a month. 
Uh, yeah, it's every month, the third Friday of every month at the playground at the Adrian Theater. Um, and it's just an interactive talk show uh, where the audience can just talk at any time. Dan Vetrano is my co-host, and he has a microphone in the crowd. And anytime anybody has anything to say, they can just talk. And it's funny because, like, that was such a huge – this was the idea from the beginning, and it was a huge risk, and we didn't know if it would work. And then it worked, mm-hmm. and we were like, this is amazing because it felt like an experiment that had succeeded. Uh, and now, at this point, I realized we probably had our most chaotic uh, show this last month which had, like, the rapper Schoolie D, and it had this guy Jello Man, who's a guy who travels the country in a converted school bus giving out Jello shots. Uh, so we had, like, a whole bunch of chaotic shit on this last show. and uh, But people loved it, and I realized, like, the show has really evolved from where it started, and now, like, the audience is so involved in the show. Uh, it's just, like, this crazy, ridiculous communal thing that is, like... It's pretty much the intersection of everything that I like about uh, comedy. Is uh, is it you putting together the show from like top to bottom? It's me and Chris O'Connor, uh, who's amazing, and uh, he's the producer of the show, and he's a super funny comedian in his own right. Uh, but we kind of do most of the stuff. Like the main producers are me, Dan Vetrano, and Chris O'Connor. Um, uh, but we've had help from like a lot of our friends in comedy yep. who have helped like pitch ideas and set up the show and. People like Garrett Smith and Pete Steele have uh, been big help. Uh, you know, I mean, even people like Kate has, like, just helped with, like, you know, booking guests and stuff like that. Like That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Because you've had a pretty wide variety. Yeah. Well, most of that is just, like, throwing, like, just trying, just going out on a, on a limb and trying somebody. Yeah. Uh, and then just being persistent. I feel like persistence is just good. Because sometimes you're courting somebody for a year, and then you finally get them on the show. Um but yeah, we've had great guests. We've had Mark Summers, uh, Mark Double Summers Dare. Yeah, Mark Summers of Double Dare. We did it twice. Uh, Schooly D has done it twice. Uh, we had uh, Andy Breckman, who's the creator of Monk and like a longtime SNL writer, uh, who's like super funny. We had the guys who do the show High Maintenance, which is like a really great, uh, popular web series that uh, it just like they're now like Vimeo's first original show. Okay. Um, We've had, like, amazing guests, and also some of my, like, absolute, like, you know, heroes. Like, I've just like, gotten to have everybody, like, you know, people that I really like on the show as guests. Um, but, yeah, but it's, like, it's just a crazy show. Uh, can you tell me maybe when the next one is and anything that, uh, maybe who the guests might be? Yeah, I mean, I, we haven't announced the guests yet. I will announce one of them, because we do have two main guests every month. Uh, on February 20th. Uh, is the next one from where we are now. Uh, it's going to be February 20th at 8 p.m., and you can get tickets at hangon.brownpapertickets.com. And uh, one of the guests is, uh, it looks like is going to be uh, Esther Belint, who a lot of people may not know. Uh, but do you know, do you, do you watch Louie, uh, the show Louie? Yeah. Uh, did you watch this last season? There was a long arc with him and a woman who didn't speak English. No. Oh yeah, no. that was like this. There was like a long arc, and, uh, and this was Esther Belint, who is like actually starred in a movie called Stranger Than Paradise uh, by Jim Jarmusch, uh, which is like this weird black and white art movie. But like I watched it as like a teenager and like had a crush on Esther Belint, <laughs> and <laughs> now she's like, and now she's going to do this show. So it's kind of this like funny. I'm just kind of like going through my like. The people like yeah, I've like had some sort of connection with in entertainment and like trying to have them on the show. So it is like a, it becomes like this crazy mix of like musicians and actors and <laughs> comedians and people who give out Jello shots at uh, music festivals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I got one more uh, thing for you. I just remembered one of the things I, I love to watch. And I don't know what happened to it, so it's what I'm going to ask. And yeah. that's the. Uh, the video series you were doing. Yeah, the Up and Up and Comer, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was something I did for Helium, uh, the comedy club, uh, that it was just kind of came about really weirdly and organically where I just played like a novice comedian uh, interviewing the headliner every week and I was just like this dumb novice comedian who happens to have my same name <laughs> but would wear the same horrible like green sweater and like a pink tie every week and just like ask like really ridiculous questions uh we just kind of got we were doing those every week and it was me and john mckeever and uh 
it was like and and then it shifted to the point where like I was basically like we were working with the writing staff initially, but it just ended up being like us primarily mm-hmm. every week, and then it, I was also like editing them every week and like coming up with most of the ideas, and then we'd have to shoot them. And it just became, like, we just kind of, and also just, like, coming up with new things to do every week. We just did, like, 13 of them in a row. And then we just kind of got burnt out yeah. on them. And then, like, around that time, Helium kind of lost interest in doing, like, video stuff in general. So that just kind of, like, the last one we did was, like, when we did with Dave Attell. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, and, like, on that one, like, we did a thing where, like, I opened for Dave Attell in character and, like, did this, like, like through this, like, set, like, like this weird, like... And so it felt like that we had done a lot of what we could do with that show. Yeah. Uh, and we were just kind of, like, burnt out on it at the time. Yeah, they were really yeah. good. I really enjoyed them. Thank you. Um, so uh, if anybody... If anybody's listening, if anybody's, <laughs> yeah. if anybody's out there, actually, uh, if anybody's listening, uh, I'm going to give out my personal phone number, and I want you to send me a text right now. <laughs> All right, ready? Six zero nine two eight seven nine one nine four, and just say I'm listening. Uh, and I just, I just like, I, I want, I'm curious. Like, I want to know who's willing to go to that step and actually, <laughs> and actually do that. Like, so just, just you know, just send me a text. And that's all you have to say. I'm listening. I won't text you back. I won't save your number. Uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, unless you want to hang out sometime and then I'll like, you know, we can set something up later. Uh, but yeah, 609-287-9194. If you go to, uh, after you send that text, yeah. uh, Butler, uh, Mike yeah. Butler, who will probably send that to you. Oh, nice. Uh, he listens to all these. Uh, go to, I guess, uh, Helium Comedy, uh, on YouTube. And it's check. also on your like uh, Tumblr. Yeah, too, you right? can find it on my all the. They're pretty much all on my Tumblr. If you just keep scrolling down, what's uh, your Tumblr? Aaron Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites that of the ones I watched was, uh, and it's favorite particular to me because yeah. he's like one of my idols. Yeah. I, I do impressions and everything. Oh uh, yeah. And it was Kevin Pollak. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I mean, one I was, was pretty funny. jealous when, he, I, when I watched that. Yeah, Kevin Pollack. Yeah, he. Uh, that was a funny one because we did a bit that was. I feel like I would. I would like frequently. What would happen on these things was be like I was because I was being character the whole time, and I think I would just. They would they would start and they would like I would get on their nerves in the beginning and then they would come around yeah, and be yeah. like oh, that was really fun and funny <laughs> uh, and the Kevin Pollock one was one where I could never tell if I was yeah. not not getting on his nerves <laughs> 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 which was still fine because I loved when that would happen because it makes for a really funny thing because yeah. the whole point of the thing is I'm supposed to be kind right. of pissing these people off yeah. uh, and like if you watch the Kevin Pollock one <laughs> I'm doing some bits that are clearly not his favorite uh, kind of bits <laughs> um, yeah. I can't remember what, exactly what you said but you were like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an impression now yeah. and then he's like you like turn around yeah yeah and he's like where, where, where you go yeah What's right <laughs> yeah 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 I was, I was going into my hands to get into my character uh, yeah and then I would do these like really uh, terrible impressions like, yeah I don't know we would just we would do like weird Weird, uh, stuff on those. <laughs> uh, I like. I'm still proud of all of them. I think that like they're funny to me, yeah. uh, and uh, and it was nice to like you know get to like work with really funny. Like we did them with like you know like funny people. We did it with Gilbert Godfrey yep. and Pete Holmes and Dave Attell and uh, Natasha Wajero was really hilarious and uh, like just like some really some of the like funniest people. Yeah, uh, uh, and you can find those at Aaron Nevins. Uh, dot tumblr dot com. That's right. Yeah, check them out. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna move over to Kate a little Hello. bit. Um, you were on Big Baby, which is still around. Yeah. Uh, first of all, what got you into? Well, you went through fit classes. Yeah, I took two fit um, improv classes, um, but I started doing improv at, at University of Delaware. Right. Um, which I got into, uh, you know. Because I did a sketch comedy TV show at school, and all my friends did this thing called the Rubber Chickens, Mm -hmm. um, which a lot of, like, pretty successful improvisers have come from. Um, And uh, and then my friend started this club called Dick, Delaware Improv Club, which is a hilarious joke. (laughs) Um, And then I started doing improv there, and I liked it a lot. And so then I started, like, commuting to Philadelphia and doing an improv team with Nielsen. And then, oh, right. yeah, God, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I kept doing improv just with other people, and I did, like, a UCB class or two. 
Uh, you can't remember. I can't. <laughs> or two. Uh, yeah. I can't go above level twos <laughs> because then it gets expensive. Um, but I did. Yeah, I just. <laughs> oh, and I did a improv team at Delaware too. Whatever. All during that time, I was just doing just enough improv, and then I eventually I got to audition, and I didn't get on a team. Uh, when, like, Davinger was put together and Steve Kleinedler's team. Hot dish. Hot dish. I was going to call it Hot Bucket. <laughs> uh, um, and that was the, why you didn't get picked, right? Because yeah, of that creative he difference. Was like, yeah. He was like, it's not going to be yeah. Yeah. Hot Bucket. <laughs> um, and then I auditioned the next time around, and I got on Big Baby, which was coached by Alex Newman. Um and I did that for a while, and you coached it for two months. Yeah. And then Greg Mon coached it, and then I quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was uh, what was the reason for leaving? Uh, I was well at, around that time when I started on the improv team. I did it for a few months, and then I started doing when I got on Big Baby. I did it for a few months, and then I started doing stand up. Um, also, I was. I'm, I'm a bit of a workaholic, so I was constantly working, <laughs> going up to New York, and I was missing a lot of stuff. Um, and I, I just like wasn't c- committed to it. Yeah. Uh, also, if I want to be honest, like I didn't feel like I was being supported on stage as much. Um, and I was doing stand up at the time, and I was like very satisfied with what I was getting out of that. And the people that I was meeting, I felt like I really connected with, like, the people that I met doing stand-up are, like, now, like, my very close friends. But we do an improvised thing together now, which is the Motivational Speaker Show, oh, which is right. really fun and really weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's all improvised? Yeah, basically it's yeah, just, basically. like, a, a yeah. premise of a show. But which then is we have two motivational speakers. And we have this, like, system, and they're, like, beats. Twelve and a half. Yeah. CD system. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was 12 and a half CD set. Uh, and we have, like, there's some beats to it, but we just make up the whole show. Yeah. And we've done it a couple times now. We did it at a theater down in North Carolina yeah. uh, once. And, uh, yeah, that's really fun to do. Just, like, because, like, I think, I think it's important to remember, too, that, like, because we've talked about this before, that, like, there are, like, it's fun to do an improvised show that still has some sort of a, like, like, uh, structure to it yeah it's like yeah yeah, where you're like you're like all right so we're gonna do this but we're also just gonna make stuff up i mean that's even how we did the philly comedy awards too you know where like we we had this thing but we didn't have any of the like in between stuff written out yeah yeah. so like we just like to to go on stage and like be loose uh and like the wedding show that we did together right yeah there was nothing there was just like the tech for that there was no no actual plan uh, and that's uh, I think maybe I think Kate and I that's probably the thing that we in, enjoy, enjoy the most, most where it's yeah. like a stru- there's a structure and we fill it in with yeah. like right. different bits that fit in that yeah thing. and that ends up being most of like what I end up doing because that's how Hang On is too you know that's like my favorite thing in yeah. comedy a quick uh, bit about the most recent awards one of the things that Everybody seemed to really, really enjoy yeah. the stepdad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That <laughs> yeah. was a really fun uh, what, thing. I don't know him. Oh, this is uh, this guy Pat yeah. O'Keefe, uh, which is the only reason he's perfect casting, and the yeah. only reason we I had only known him a little bit, but he was suggested by Matt Schmidt, who was on the writing staff uh, for the show when we were kicking around this idea, yeah. and he set that up, and this guy ended up being perfect for uh, that role. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every time. Yeah, because uh, you knew it was coming, but you yeah. wanted to see how uh, how it was going to fit in, right? Yeah, uh, what the name of whatever yeah. it was was going to be, yeah, and then have then turn around and see him, which Kate and I didn't even get to experience because we uh, were backstage, but yeah, we just but told him to stand up and wave every uh, time. It was like uh, it was on the uh, parade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, that was uh, that. <laughs> I'm glad everybody loved that because that was yeah. one of the earliest ideas that came out of those writers' meetings, which was and that's why we created those like video things right for just everyone, to put a fake so that we could have video that for bit, him, yeah. which was a lot of work yeah you filmed those bits with him yeah mm-hmm. we just like shot those in one day at fergie's pub uh yeah. and like we just like kind of uh, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was again his he wore that to yeah, the thing which 
is perfect. That, yeah. He was really funny. And, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And then we just, like, we just were kicking around that idea for a long time. And it eventually took that form as this stepdad character. Oh, yeah. It was so actually going to be something completely. It was going to be like uh, Papa Dog, yeah. like Francis Papa Dog Merriweather, but we already had... But then had, when we came up with the, the award bud thing... Which was the taxidermy <laughs> dog, yeah. Yeah, we already we were like, had, we can't have two right. runners that are dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we just were really dog-oriented for some reason. I think we even had another dog idea that got cut at some point. Yeah. Uh, but his yeah. name Dan Stepdad Merriweather? Francis, Francis. Stepdad Merriweather. Steps, yeah. 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 Who oh, was nominated so, for every category but completely yeah. shut out. But at the end, yeah. he got, he got a, a $12,000 check for a vasectomy yeah. reversal. So that yeah. was a really happy ending for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can have children of his own now. Yeah, that was one of those very last-minute bits where we like Kate, like we were in the office up there and Kate drew that check on the floor the night before. Uh, yeah, that's just... Uh, yeah, I was happy with that stepdad bit. So <laughs> yeah. uh, and another quick thing for you, Kate... Uh, Talked a lot about Manny Petty yesterday with uh, with, Oh, yeah, with with Aubrey. Aubrey. Uh, But you're newer to the group. I am. How did you come to uh, get involved? Uh, They just asked me. All right. Uh, Well, this has been... uh, (laughs) (laughs) A lot of things are me asking someone to do something with me or someone asking me to do something (laughs) with them. Yeah. Yeah. But often, sometimes when somebody will come up to you and be like, hey, can you do something with him? (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see you do something with them. Um... That's how I got on this podcast. Was uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, can I you two do that show? <laughs> uh, but I think just people really like me. Yeah. <laughs> so they wanted me mm-hmm. to be in it. Um, uh, yeah, they just asked me to be a part of it. I think that uh, Brianna Kelly left for New York City, and then they needed more people. Yeah. Oh, and and Jess Ross, Jess Ross had moved to LA. Caitlin yeah, Caitlin moved to LA. Moved to LA. Isn't that Brianna yeah that group? New York. They have yeah. one original member now, which right? is yeah, just Aubrey. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. But it's nice. I love working with women. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and you had <laughs> that's uh, uh, Facebook told me you had a, a dance practice or something last night. There was a lot of dancing going on. Oh yeah, I know how to pop lock and drop that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, no, no. We just did a. Well, the show we did at Black Friday Comedy Marathon, we danced uh, in every in-between moment. Um, also, I personally love dancing, um, and I've done many shows where I've just ended it with yeah. me dancing yeah. <laughs> alone on yeah. stage. And you guys danced for a while, too. I yeah, we danced because, for a really long time. Because that song, that... Yeah, Something like that. That sounds like it, That's exactly now. what it was. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, that sounds right. <laughs> and, and it was like in my head for the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Because you guys just... It was so long. And you were one of the last shows, right? No. Uh, no, we were last on Friday. The last shows the first night. Yeah. Huh. One yeah. of the last shows on Friday. Yeah. Um, but even though it went into Saturday. Yeah, so yeah. it was like a just a prime slot. But yeah, before slot. the before the big stuff. <laughs> before the real bit shows yeah. uh, came in. Um, and you got a show coming up. Manny Petty. Yeah, we have a show on the 12th and the 13th at uh, Fit, which is being directed by Maggie Keegan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be really fun. Uh, I heard a, a thing about no props... Yeah, there's going to be no props. It's going to be all black people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Uh, No, sorry. We're going to be wearing all black. Um, And uh, Is it going to be Moomin Shants? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's going to be Moomin Shants, and there's going to be a lot of kundalini yoga. Um, (laughs) And and tortellini. And tortellini sandwiches. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be an interesting and different show. It'll be my first, like, sketch run show. Because mm-hmm. um, I haven't done... I don't really normally do sketch shows, I guess. But that's how I started doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sketch. Cool. Um, so that's the, the 12th and 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first night, I believe, is opened by Gaper Delay, with the second night being opened by a friend of the podcast, uh, Brendan Kennedy. 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 Yes. Mm-hmm. Brendan. Brendan Kennedy. Uh... I'm not sure who's involved with his show, but I'd imagine um, some some New York. Is Gaper Delay a thing? What is a Gaper Delay? Gaper Delay is uh, wait the team. No, or, no. What does that mean? That means if there's an accident or something on the street. Oh, it's like rubbernecking. Yeah, cars oh, kind of okay. slow down. Um, All right, that's to look that's at helpful it. to know because I realize I was getting when I see that name, I was getting like pangs of like that was grossing me out, and I was like, why is that? And then I remembered that I had a friend who, when uh, she would walk her dog, 
and like she would know that he was about to poop because she would call the dog's butthole a gaper. And yeah. I realized that that's what I was associating the word gaper with. And I was like, why is that yeah. phrase making me feel uncomfortable every but, time yeah. I hear it? So now I'll just think of car accidents and feel much better. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you two have coming up that you want to, uh, to chat uh, or at least plug? Um, we're about to go eat lunch. <laughs> or what, dinner? What time is it? <laughs> uh, but uh, and then also yes, yeah, so you can check that out at lunchordinner.com, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you can uh, also check out Five Dollar Comedy Week. That's what we would really like you to yeah. check out. Yeah, Five Dollar Comedy You can uh, see the whole schedule, which is thirty shows, and there's workshops every single day. You can see every single show and workshop for if you buy a $25 wristband. That's right. So it's not even just $5 a show. If you want to see a co- more than like a handful of shows for $25, <laughs> you can literally get into everything, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is an 83% savings. <laughs> so really... Uh, it's you worth should, it. Yeah, you yeah. should you really invest. Yeah, yes. But you can reserve tickets now on the website. And you don't even have to pay anything. You just put your name in. And then pay up the show. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to be at uh, at least a couple of those shows. Yeah, it'll be really fun. March 23rd through 29th, yeah. Uh, yeah. run by Aaron Nevins and Kate Banford. Uh, thanks for talking. Thank thanks for having us. I'm gonna walk you through my morning. I hope that it's boring. Putting on my makeup, putting on my clothing, putting on my face to face the day, putting on my shoes, putting on my socks. Not in that order, but you get the picture. Putting on my rings, putting on my necklace. Putting on my watch, putting on my belt. Putting on my glasses, putting on my barrettes. Putting on my teeth, putting on my pee 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 pee